call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my new show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I am searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have as our guest Richard Green, the author of Agents of Deceit, the true story of life inside today's chaotic and dysfunctional IRS. Are you there, Richard? Uh, yes, I am, John. Great. It's, uh, it's good to have you as our guest today, Richard. Glad to be here. Got a lot of things I'm going to ask you about. I hope we can okay. talk about that. Um, sure. I I guess the the one thing that that pops out for me and an attention getter, if you will, is being a a whistleblower. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from what I watched on TV with the whistleblower on something was Ukraine. I guess that's what it was. Right. Uh, it was. Um, it's 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 not a simple thing, and. Uh, uh, maybe you could elaborate a little bit about the whistleblowing part. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right, John, about the challenges of being a, a whistleblower. Uh, I'll say one thing: any whistleblower you're talking about, without any exception, they're always attacked. Uh, their honesty and intelligence, intelligence is a question uh you never hear anybody in the institution say well you know what this whistleblower might have uh something of value we should look into uh invariably he's uh got a grudge or he's grossly incompetent or he's got a uh selfish agenda so, uh, yeah, it is a challenge to be a whistleblower. Is it is it a long time process uh, that you, once, you, once you begin to take the step in that direction? How long does it take to become a whistleblower? Well, I can only go about my experience. Uh, my initial experience was that uh, it can't really be this bad. I'm paranoid. Uh, we claim that we uphold the law. And so that process probably went on for a year. I was trying to uh, rationalize not being a whistleblower because I didn't want to believe it. You know, I joined the IRS uh, out of very idealistic uh, motivations. And but then you just can't hide your hand head in the sand. And I think what probably uh, pushed me over the line well actually two things. Uh, the first one is we had a workshop and we were told how to deal with a taxpayer, how to conduct an audit. And uh, one of our managers said, uh, now when you suspect fraud, 
you're developing a fraud case which could potentially send somebody to jail, don't ever tell that you suspect fraud. Because if you do, uh, they'll lawyer up and the lawyer will tell them to shut up and stop cooperating. So you want them to spill their guts as long as possible. So uh, lie to them if you have to. If they ask, uh, well, do you see fraud here? You lie and say, no, this is just routine. And if they start getting antsy because it's taking so long, you lie to them and say, uh, yeah, it's taking longer and I, it's taking longer than I anticipated and I apologize, but I've been out sick for the last six months. And to me, it just shocked me that uh, they were so unapologetic about lying. You know, what's the big deal about lying? And so that really uh, bothered me. You know, it's ironic that if if you lie to the IRS, you can be prosecuted, even if it's a small lie. But the IRS can lie to us, and there's no penalty whatsoever. So it's kind of uh, asymmetrical. The government gets to lie, the citizens can't. The other thing that really opened my eyes, uh, another manager told us, she was in district, so she was pretty high-ranking. She said that... Uh, when we get a tax from a uh, South Korean or a fi- Filipino or a Armenian, and you can tell probably what nationality they are just from their name, even if you've never laid eyes on them, you're supposed to immediately open it up for fraud. Uh, because they come from countries where there's corruption and uh, is very common. So when they come to America, they figure they can get away with it. And so that really shocked me that we profile people based on their surnames. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Richard, could you adjust your mic uh, for me a little bit? Uh, you're kind of in and out. Oh, okay. Is this better? Yes, it is. Okay. Sorry. That's all right. <laughs> it happens in the business. Yeah. Uh, is, is there, there's, not, there's not an application for whistleblower. Is there a department for whistleblowers? It's like, where did you go when you decided you were going to go all in? Well, there really wasn't. Uh, when I was in the IRS, uh, back in the 1990s, I've kept up with the development uh, of the IRS since then. Uh, but there really wasn't much uh, you could do for protection. Uh, now that Congress uh, has set up all sorts of uh, 
inspector generals, there's one for the IRS, there's mm-hmm. one for, for uh, virtually every federal agency, and they're independent of the uh, agency. And so you can go to them with their concern, with your concerns, and remain on investigate. So things have improved somewhat since um, I experienced it. I was wondering, in in when you became an IRS agent. Did you have a specialty there that you you particularly worked on? Uh, That's not the way the IRS operates. Uh, They have a very simplistic uh, view of the uh, world. Uh, They presume that every citizen is a potential tax cheat. So if there is a specialty, uh, it's that you uh, you're a fraud investigator. You assume everybody's uh, committing fraud. Uh, the IRS has you'll hear every place you go in the IRS. The first one is that there's an awful lot of fraud out there. And the second one is that nobody likes paying taxes. So that's why you assume everybody is probably a tax cheat. Well, I can see how that. uh, Were you involved with individual returns, uh, trusts, uh, corporations? Did you have a a particular department that you were in that that would become a, a specialty for you? Yeah, I was a field agent. Uh, I dealt with uh, corporations and uh, high net worth individuals. Uh, right. I was in West LA, so uh, there were co- uh, quite a few of those. Was there a, a were any of those your favorite? Did you really like working on on the high in wealth or uh, that type of thing? Uh, yeah, uh, it really fed my ego that uh, and powerful uh, treat me as an IRS agent with uh, a high degree of respect, if not fear. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember numerous cases of going to a conference room with the taxpayer, with the CPA, often the lawyer, and it would just be me there. And I kind of felt proud that it was one uh, G-man against the best of muster. And uh, I would probably win. Well, that's always helpful to, to proceed. Did um, did you find that there was once you filed the claim, uh, or did they know who filed the claim? Were you um, 
hiding behind uh, a curtain or a lawyer or so you weren't exposed? Is that how it works? No, initially I didn't have a lawyer. Uh, it was mostly incremental, and I thought, well, if I do this, you know, that would be over. And uh, I figured I was walk, uh, rocking the boat so that I probably would never promote the manager. But I liked King and being out in the field, so that wasn't a problem. But what happened is they started to harass uh, me, and uh, it became so insufferable that. Uh, they eventually fired me. Well, I wasn't going to take it lying down, so I got a very good lawyer, and he was able to get me a very, very generous settlement from the IRS tax-free. So I didn't have a lawyer until the end stages. Interesting. Were they, uh, were you in a situation to where maybe they were harassing you because you were in the process? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point. They really don't want to have to fire you because it's too much paperwork for them. And <laughs> okay. so uh, my manager and her manager started making snide remarks that uh, maybe I'd be better, I'd be a better fit someplace else. And uh, they started to really throw the rule book at me. Uh, Any little thing that I did that could be criticized or that could be misconstrued or just plain lied about, uh, they'd write me up. And of course, you never want anything to go on the record uh, without a response, so I would always respond. And then they got mad because I responded to their uh, allegations uh, formally. So I didn't have a, a master overall strategy, and that's one thing I would change if. I had to do over again. I just sort of one day at a time. Right. Well, I can certainly see that. Now, you have been an accounting professor and an auditor in the private sector. Was that before the IRS or after the experience yeah, with the IRS? Before, that was before the IRS. I see. And where were you an accounting professor? Uh, oh, okay. Did you enjoy that? Uh, yeah, I really uh, enjoyed teaching, but uh, I I enjoyed teaching, and they uh, expected you to do to spend a uh, disproportionate amount of your time on research, and I wasn't really. Uh, king on research uh, because I like working with students. And so uh, I quit after about three years. Mm-hmm. 
before I got tenure. If I had tenure, then I could pretty much do whatever I wanted to. Right. Right. Everybody wants tenure. Right. <laughs> um, I um, looked at one statement that was the colossal waste and the chaos of the IRS. What is what 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 happens when they go into chaos mode? Well, they don't really uh, know what's going on. They're so used uh, to being bullies that they really get sloppy because they figure they'll get what they want no matter how they screw it. And uh, right. in my book, uh, Agents of Deceit, uh, the true story of life and size days, chaotic and dysfunctional IRS, uh, I have a whole chapter on uh, government reports came from the federal government <clears throat> about how chaotic and dysfunctional and abusive they are. It's not just Rick Green saying that it's the U.S. government. Uh, one thing that's really shocking is that uh, their uh, computer system, their information technology is about 50 years old. They uh, they still use floppy disks. Do you remember floppy disks? Sure. They're still using floppy disks? Yeah, if you, if you get nostalgic, uh, go to your local office and ask them if you can look at their floppy disks. My, oh, my. My, oh, my. You'd never, you'd uh, never think it. Yeah, that raised big issues because uh, there was another report that came out from the Inspector General from the U.S. Treasury uh, that said they have very, very poor uh, computer security. Uh, they're very, very careless about the use of passwords. Uh, they don't really protect the uh, information. And uh, they had a breach. The IRS had a data breach probably about two or three years ago on which hundreds uh, of thousands of taxpayer information was hacked. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they don't take security uh, seriously is really alarming. Well, you'd think they would have taken steps by steps. Eventually, there must be some plan that the, an upgrade needs to be done or, or, or involved or processed so that it makes it easier for you guys as agents and, and also easier for taxpayers as they are trying to comply. Uh, yeah, uh, the, uh, the IRS, again, uh, as I said before, if they're so all-powerful, uh, they don't think they really have to uh, clean up their act because who's going to abolish the IRS if they're incompetent? And uh, they always blame Congress. 
They say, well, all these problems are because of Congress. They won't give us enough money. And uh, they always have to give a response uh, to these government reports. They have to make a formal response. And the typical IRS response is, yes, we realize we might have a problem, but we're working on it. So there's really no motivation uh, for them to improve their act. Hmm. Hmm. And I would imagine that is th- that kind of an attitude would include looking at you, the whistleblower, as probably some sort of turncoat, I would think. Right. You, uh, if you're like unfair. the message, yeah, kill the messenger if you don't like the message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Richard, please tell our listeners how to find you. I was on Amazon and Kindle, and uh, I uh, have a, a Twitter account. IRS uh, whistle at IRS whistle and uh, I'm very current uh, talking about the abuses of the IRS, the incompetent, and uh, give tax tips and audit tips just like I do in my book. Uh, People have to start thinking about the IRS seriously and not just uh, April 15 or July 15. Uh, My personal recommendation is that what we need to do is just completely abolish the IRS and uh, replace it with a national sales tax. You get rid of virtually all the bureaucracy it wouldn't ruin people's lives because when you pay your sales tax, it's over and done. Uh, if you buy something, you're not going to get a letter in the mail uh, two years later saying, you know what? Uh, you didn't pay enough sales tax. Uh, you actually owe $10,000. So, uh, people more and more uh, are coming around to that view, but the challenge we face is that the uh, tax compliance system, the tax lawyers, the accountants, the right. bureaucracy, right. uh, it's a $500 billion industry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people have a stake in the status quo, and they're not going to go quietly into the night. So it's going to take a sustained push by everybody, not just liberals or not just conservatives, uh, not just right wing or left wing, but everybody is going to have to get involved to get rid of the abusive IRS and uh, replace it with a national sales tax. So a lot of leading economists 
say that that makes a lot more sense and it would be a lot more better for our economy. Well, it certainly makes life simpler by doing right. that versus, but it's a chaotic system. It's uh, uh, you go 14 steps in the front and then you recover 13. You can try it again. Uh, filling out the forms is, um, is enough to, to, create a lot of a lot of bald heads i think when people pull their hair out but uh, i want to i want to thank you um very much richard to uh for visiting with us today it's uh this insight is is very uh very interesting and and i know that uh a lot of people are going to take uh this and to heart okay well i really enjoyed chatting with you uh john and uh Hope we can do it again sometime. That would be good. Great. Thanks again. And you bet. I want to thank I want to thank you listeners for tuning in to Searching for Integrity. Bye. Uh, bye John. Happy trails to all. Thank you.